Welcome to the Podcasters Podcast, the show for podcasters by podcasters. In this show, I'm going to be giving you the tips, tricks, and anything else you need to get your podcast launched and keep it moving past the pod fade and into the stratosphere. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to the Podcasters Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the top three mistakes that new podcasters make. Unfortunately, it's something that happens when you're just getting started in the podcasting area. You know, there's help that's out there. There's plenty of places that you can you can look, but it's not always there. And so um, a lot of people will cover things like, you know, tech tips and um, ideas around things like topics and how to get guests, how you publish, things like that. But sometimes they just don't necessarily address um just basic stuff like how you should kind of be approaching the format of your show or how you should be interacting with guests and other things like that. And there is kind of like a, I don't know, like an unspoken code or like, I don't know, it's just manners, like how you should be interacting with people and, and things like that. And, you know, there are some items that we can go ahead and cover. And one of the things that we're looking for is we want to make sure that your podcast um, can grow and flourish and get many listeners um, and then also potentially grow to the point to where you can monetize and you want to keep the momentum going. And what happens is, unfortunately, you know, there's thousands of podcasts that spawn, you know, every week. And what will happen is they'll eventually run into something that's called pod fade. And basically it's, you know, podcasting is new and it's fresh and, you know, you're really excited of getting into it. And, you know, you release those first couple of episodes, you get some interaction and then the work has to start where you're marketing and then keeping up with the podcast topics and the interviews and everything else. And then you can quickly get overwhelmed with all the things that are happening. Um, and then, you know, you eventually don't want to release every week or every day, depending upon your format. And then you skip a couple episodes and then it gets further and further out. And the next thing you know, you used to have a podcast. So let's stop that from happening. Um, essentially what I tend to see here are three items that I want to cover that I feel, um, help contribute to that lack of momentum and start running into some problems. Um, and the first of which is too broad of a topic. And so, um, you know, if you, if you're listening around in the entrepreneurial space and the business space, um, there's an idiom and it is the riches are in the niches. And essentially, um, you want to really kind of super focus on specific listener groups. Um, and the example that I use, um, on the blog, uh, you can read about this post in detail on podcasterspodcast.com. Um, you know, the, the post came out a little bit ago, but you know, feel free to go ahead and read through that. It's kind of a companion piece to this. Um, but the, the example that I'm using there is actually about, um, automobiles. So if you really want to think about it, so let's say you want to podcast around fast cars, right? So, 
you know, you could say like, hey, this is going to be something like the Fast Car Podcast. And then what are you going to talk about? You know, you, you know, fast cars mean anything over what a certain speed. Um, you know, this could be uh, a tricked up, souped up race car. This could be, you know, your own car that just happens to be able to go fast. Like, do you own a Porsche or a Lamborghini? Um, you know, do you have an F1 McLaren? Like, what what is a fast car? You don't really know. It's kind of all over the place. I mean, this could be a NASCAR car. Those guys go fast. So, you know, by just saying like, hey, you want to talk about fast cars? Now your topic is too broad and you're you're kind of falling in between a bunch of spaces. Like the NASCAR space isn't really interested in the Formula One racing space. Um, they're two different kinds of race car enthusiasts. And none of them are interested in the quarter mile drag races that you get down at the, uh, the Sunday night drive throughs. So you need to really think about that and say, hey, if I'm really going to focus on what I think a fast car is, then try to define what that is in your head. Like, you know, this example, you know, this is vehicles that do above 130 miles an hour. Um, You know, uh, you like the head-to-head nature of drag racing, um, but you may may or may not be too familiar with it. Um, Essentially, it's two cars that line up and shoot out for a quarter mile and fast car wins. Yay. Awesome. Um, so, but even something like that might still be too broad because then you're just talking about drag racing with fast cars. You know, what if you wanted to talk about, you know, American muscle cars versus, you know, Japanese, um, style cars and other things like that. You can, you know, go from new vehicles to customized vehicles and, you know, repurposing junk vehicles, etc. So now you can get all the way down and keep pulling in. And then eventually we can say, okay, you know what? Well, what we're going to do is that the podcast will be about taking junk cars and converting them into a fast car over time for the purpose of drag racing. And so now you've completely narrowed that down. You're looking at people that are looking at junker cars and things like that. There's an interest in those markets. Now you said, Hey, we're going to talk about, you know, you kind of set yourself up and said, we're going to talk about actually customizing these vehicles. So it gives you the opportunity to talk about parts and other things like that, how to work on the cars, other things on those lines. And then it gets into what your end goal is, which is the drag racing piece. And so, you know, there's, you've built three social circles of communities just by specifically saying how you want your podcast to go just in that example. Um, so that is one of the major things you got to make sure that you are definitely specific with what you're looking for. Um, because otherwise if you're too broad of a topic, you know, the, you'll end up trying to please everybody with your topic and you'll end up not pleasing anyone. And then it'll eventually fall on your face. Unfortunately. Um, the second major, major thing that I can, um, see that causes problems is an inconsistent release schedule. Now, when you first launch, you need to be trying to commit to a release schedule that is consistent. People want to treat their podcasts much like they do their television shows. You know, you know, a certain show is going to be on Tuesday night at seven o'clock on your specific channel. You get it. You're ready to DVR it, you know, and, and record and, and watch your show. And podcasts are exactly the same. People will listen to podcasts when they're doing their runs and their jogs. Um, they'll listen when they're doing something like the folding the laundry and other things around the house. Um, and they also do it a lot when they're driving in their morning commutes. And so what will happen is, you know, if you release your podcast Tuesday night and, you know, the person that's your listener expects to hear your podcast Wednesday morning on their hour and a half drive to work, then, you know, you're you're skipping and jumping around and maybe releasing or maybe not, you know, eventually people aren't going to want to listen to the podcast anymore. They're just going to, you know, unsubscribe and, and walk away because they can't trust whether or not 
you're going to have content there for them. And if you do have a good subject and you have good listeners, you know, you want to be loyal to that fan base because your fans are going to be um, fans and listeners are going to be what makes it worthwhile. And then eventually will allow you to monetize um, and start making money off of the podcasts if that's ultimately what you're looking to do. So, um, so yeah, so the consistency is a big deal. Now here's some tips with that, that I have learned in the past. Um, if you have an interview podcast, what can be a problem is actually um, securing the guests. And so what you want to try to do is you want to try to um, kind of bank a couple of episodes ahead of time. Um, so let's say you release once a week, right? So there's on average four weeks in a month. So if you have four interviews ahead of time before you start releasing, you already have a month's worth of content. Now, that doesn't mean sit around for a month and not do anything. You should be actively pursuing new guests and new recordings and try to get ahead of the schedule as much as possible. Um, but having that buffer and that cushion really helps because what you don't want to do is you don't want to say release days on Tuesday and here you are at Monday night recording an episode because you happen to scrounge together with somebody and now you're frantically editing it and trying to get it up and running just so you can make that date. And so you want to try to be ahead of time. So planning is key to that. Um, try getting a hold of something like um, HubSpot, which is a free CRM allows you to put in tasks and reminders. So that way um, you'll know to try to schedule those interviews and other things and then keep on top of your editing schedule. And if you keep a consistent base, um, I think it'll work well. So the more interviews that you tend to do, you can do what's called batching, where let's say you don't want to interview every single day of the week, but you happen to have your Saturday free. So you can see if you can line up all your interviews to happen on Saturday, do five or six of them just in that one day. And now you have, you know, five to six weeks worth of content just off of one day's worth of recording. So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, the other scenario is if you're like me, where you're a mixed bag, so you have a bunch of solo episodes, like the solo one you're listening to right now, but there will also be interviews coming up, um, then you can kind of play it by ear, but you should still keep on top of the schedule. So um, I have an example, uh, like my own personal case right now, um, I have five individual episodes like this already recorded. I'm going to be releasing weekly, which means I already have five weeks worth of content. I'm also going to have 10 interviews ahead of time, which means an additional 10 weeks of content. So I have 15 weeks of content in the buffer, which is really awesome because that's really far out. Um, now you got to keep in mind um, timing for things. So if you have a guest that has a book coming out or a collaboration event, um, you need to be mindful of when you're releasing these things. But if it's just general information that's evergreen and not necessarily um, changing, like some of the information that I'm providing for you guys, then it's not super important that it releases at one time versus another because there isn't, it's not tied to an event or anything. It's just once it goes out, it'll be available for the public to pick up at any point. So lastly, the third uh, thing that um, I actually think is kind of the most important, but I wanted to leave it last because I wanted to make sure it's the most fresh thing in your head. Um, and that's lack of relationship and value-based marketing. So what that really is, it's kind of the quote, newer thing that's being talked about when the reality is it's how the human race has existed its entire existence on the planet. Um, 
for some reason, I guess starting back in the 40s and 50s, you got a whole lot of buy this now. Hey, you want this soap because I said so. So buy the soap. Um, and marketing was really just commercials and advertisement and people saying, go buy these things because we're telling you to. And a lot of people just kind of fell for it. And what's happened more often than not recently, when you do those kind of pitches, sure, you'll grab some sales here and there. It's those techniques still work. But for the most part, you know, what kind of value are you really providing to the audience? If you're just pitching a sale and trying to make a buck, you're not going to have that solid connection with a group of people that really is what turns kind of fans into followers. And um, one of the follow ups that I think uh, you should go do is go take a look at uh, there's an article that's called a thousand true fans and um that article essentially describes you know how you can kind of take you know a a basic listener base or a basic reader base and really convert them into um that group of raving fans that will live and die by your podcast defend you to anybody and be the first people that want to purchase something just because you are who you are and how you give them value as opposed to what you've been pitching them. Um, and this can be anything from, you know, personal interactions with people, holding Facebook Live events, um, holding actual meet and greet events, um, you know, question and answer episodes on your podcast. Who knows? There's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. But really what you want to be doing is kind of giving back to that community. So um, this episode is actually a perfect example of that. So there's a, a blog post where I'm listing these three items. I'm also following it up with an audio version of that information. And this is information that I feel is helpful for you guys that are trying to start off those podcasts of things to look out for. Um, and I'm just giving this value out there. It's not tied to any kind of paywall or purchase. There's no conditions or strings. I don't need you to interact or buy anything from it. It's literally just saying like, Hey, look out for these problems. Cause I've seen these in the past. Hopefully you can learn from these mistakes and then, you know, make sure that you avoid them in your own launches and your own podcasts. And hopefully you have a successful product because of that. Um, and so, you know, that's really what I'm looking to do is trying to help out with that. So that's pretty much it for this episode. You know, we just kind of covered these three things. Um, so again, just really high level, um, topics, um, you know, too broad of a topic is the first item that you want to try to avoid. You want to really kind of narrow in, um, you want to keep consistent. So having an inconsistent release schedule is definitely a problem. Um, and then a lot of people lacking that relationship and value-based marketing, um, you know, they're kind of figuring out what's in it for me as opposed to what's in it for you as the listener. And that's really where things need to be. Um, just as a quick side follow-up, I, you know, I wasn't thinking about it when I was just describing number three. Um, one of the most amazing books that I've read that's about this is a book called Giftology by John Rulin. Um, go look it up. If you don't know much about him, uh, you can hear interview podcasts with him on um, the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal, Hal Elrod um, and John Burdoff. And essentially, long story short, John Rowland used to work for Cutco. Uh, it's like one of the top huge sales guys that are out there. And what he started doing was finding ways to um, kind of like appreciate and, and value people and figure out how to give gifts that were very meaningful for people. Um, so like one of the examples, um, he used to work with Hal Elrod. And if you don't know who Hal is, you need to look him up. He has a whole book series called The Miracle Morning. Um, very, very awesome and fascinating story. 
Um, so take a look at that information when you get the chance. But um, he's been friends with him for a while. They both worked for Cutco, which is a knife um, sales organization. A lot of college people get involved in it. And one of the gifts that he gave um, Hal at one point was Hal had released his book. And he gave him a set of knives. And you'd think, okay, you're just giving him knives, whatever. But the set of knife handles were engraved with quotes from Hal's book. And so he's personalized the product to um, Hal's passion, which was writing this book and this drive to go out. And so he's kind of tied those things together. And so it just becomes this amazing, thoughtful gift where... Um, you know, it's not just a, here's a nice to have, or just another product, like a bottle of wine, things for closing the deal, but you're really thinking about the person and appreciating the value that you have in the relationship. And so, um, so go take a look at that. Uh, and actually I'll update the blog post with a link to that book. Um, but yeah, so giftology by John Rulin, it's an amazing read. Um, you know, I, I listen to audiobooks. So yeah, amazing audio, um, uh, book listen. So when you get the chance, pick that one up also. Uh, it's read by the author, which I always love those kind of books. Um, so anyway, hopefully that kind of helps. And, you know, that way you'll be able to move forward and get your podcast going. And until then, we'll catch you later. Today's episode was brought to you by the letter W. Stands for WCR Studios, the production company that brought you today's episode and every episode of the Podcasters Podcast. Come visit the site at WCRstudios.com. Check out some of the other great podcasts that we're in the middle of producing. And as always, we will catch you next time on the next episode of the Podcasters Podcast. Podcast.